Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. So, Senor Hector. Uh, Papi. <laughs> Papi, that's right. <laughs> so, like, it started as like a, obviously it started like girls calling me Papi because I was Latino and I grew up, well I grew up in Florida, then I was in the Midwest, so that's when I started hooking up with girls. And you know, they called me Papi and then um, it just caught on and then I changed my first Instagram to like Papi uh, Mapuche and then people were like, one day it was just like, hey Papi. And I'm like, okay. And then I always take screenshots and post them on my stories to like show people the, the tips I'm giving to guys. Yeah. And then everyone's just like, Poppy. And I like literally everyone just calls me Poppy. This is so weird. Like even in person, they're like, hey, Poppy. And I'm like, you realize you're calling me dad. <laughs> like, okay. I like it. Poppy. That's what I used to call my grandpa, Poppy. Yeah. Yeah, but not not with the not with the Latino accent. Right, right. I called him Poppy, not not Poppy, Poppy. It's fun to say. In, in, <laughs> in girls, in girls, they they'll uh, like they'll say it like as the first thing. Like I'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" They'll be like, "Oh, hi, Poppy." And it's like so from the outset, I have a frame going. Of, yeah, man. Yeah. The daddy. And the daddy thing, yeah. So so even before like we meet, they're already calling me daddy, which is kind of nice. That's a great frame, and it's it's gotten really popular in the last uh, year or two. Like. Yeah, girls yeah. and their daddy, you know, everyone wants a sugar daddy, everyone wants a daddy, everyone's got daddy issues, everyone wants to get because, fucked by daddy. I think that their their um their desire for like really strong dominant control is so high right now because the culture has fought that. Yeah. But then naturally women want men to dominate them. And so it's almost like it's a taboo to like that. And they kind of like to categorize it. They're like, oh, I'm still like a feminist or whatever. But like in bed, I like to give you control. I'm like, no, you just <laughs> dominated by like a strong man. And you just have to like, I'm one of my girls that I sleep with, she's like a radical feminist. And like, she'll still be in denial of things that we, that like we do. It's really funny. So um, I think girls just want that strong dominant control. And uh, it's it's at its zenith because it's the culture is pushing so hard against it that it creates a, a, a like a like a like a distance. So they want to make up for the fact that they're not getting that strong men because they're saying don't be don't be you know patriarchal, don't be strong, gotta be equal. And then it creates like the desire for exactly that. Then they just want want a daddy even more. Yeah, yeah. More. I mean, you've seen it with the rise of uh, you know seeking arrangements and all these sugar daddy sites and. And uh, yeah, I've, I've you know basically there's a, there's a, you know if, if a girl's not calling me daddy, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, if they're not completely submitting to you, then you're not having as much fun as you could be having. For sure. So just to you know let everyone know who you are, so we've got we've got well your real name Hector um, from GirlsChase.com, and. Um, I'd love to hear more about your story. You're, it's fascinating to me because you're. I'm guessing you're kind of like me. You're from the U.S. originally and kind of migrated over to Eastern Europe. So I'm sure we have a lot to talk about there. Um, but um, yeah, super excited to have you on the show. Kind of randomly, I met. I was in uh, Kiev last weekend. Uh, I was out with my friend Ria, 
And she had a friend out and we somehow got to talking to what we do. And she was like, oh, I have this buddy. He works for Girls Chase. And she showed me your Instagram and here we are. So small world of uh, dating coaching, I guess, over here in Eastern Europe. Um, and uh, so, yeah, man, welcome welcome to the uh, the show and, and tell us a little background on yourself. Cool. So my name is Hector Castillo, uh, aka Poppy, and uh, I grew up as a um, under a single mother household. So I didn't have that strong masculine background. So I grew up very feminine, um, and a lot of the ways that I thought and acted, and this has turned out to be a, a very crucial aspect to my to my improvement to my success. So I'm very happy that happened. Uh, because I basically can think like a woman and, uh, you know, when you're just sitting there listening to your mom complain about the men in her life, you get an inside look that no one else gets, mm. you know, you get, you get a perspective that no guy is ever going to see unless he has that sort of situation. And so, um, I could almost think like I could put myself in her shoes, but unfortunately the negative side of this was I, um, uh, I, I loved women so much because I was exposed to their true nature, and also my mom treated me like a like a prince, and so I, I I fell in love with women. But I was too feminine, and I didn't have that aggression. So as all the kids started to develop uh, like hair on their balls, and I was still like really late bloomer, um, I didn't really start puberty until I was like fucking fourteen, and so I was you know, uh, and I'm not even tall even when I did go through puberty. So I'm just this kind of outcast, you know, it was weird being a mixed race kid, uh, half Latino, half white, and then being um, not as big as the other kids and then not having that male influence just as a father to like, he doesn't even have to teach you specifically how to get a girl, but just have that, that, um, and I didn't have that. And so all the girls that I was in love with were um, going out and with the men and I was still a boy. And so I'd always been a kid who liked to read and play video games, but because of my increasing social pariah uh, status, because I wasn't included in the normal like sports that kids wanted to play, I was always very independent. Maybe that's because I'm an only kid or not mm-hmm. out. But yeah, I never had that. So I retreated further and further into isolation intellectually, physically, socially, sexually. Um, Girls loved me, but I, I, I just had huge insecurity problems for a thousand different reasons. And so when I, I was like 15, 16, I would go to this youth group, actually, so church, and I would, uh, I would always see this girl, beautiful blonde chick, uh, popular from the rich part of town. It's almost like a fucking story. Like it sounded like a novel to me. I, probably a lot of your viewers don't know what Gossip Girl is. It's a really girly, stupid show. But uh, I watched it as a teenager, and actually, one of the stories in the in the show is about like the rich blonde chick falls in love with the nerdy kid, and it was almost like I was in a movie, and she fell in love with me, and she had this boyfriend, and she still pursued me really hard, and it ended up not working out for a variety of reasons. It's a long story. Um, well, basically, I just didn't make a move. She literally told me she had a sex dream about me, and she was in my room, and I didn't just fucking kiss her because I had morals. Oh, man. <laughs> we all have a story like that, though. Fuck. Those are the worst. <laughs> but I'm glad it didn't happen because maybe if I got success with her, then I would have gone on the journey that I sure. that I did, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, but she, uh, yeah, things didn't work out with her. And um, I went through a deep depression, and then one day I was just fucking crying on my bed, and I had been reading a lot of Nietzsche lately. Um, I actually read um, 
Tucker Max's I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lost gem. You know, no one talks about it anymore, but that book was monumentally like amazing. I read that back in the day too. Yeah. Yeah, I do. My friends like check out this book and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I'm just depressed doing nothing. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read this book. And he's just being an asshole. I'm like, wait, this works. Like, <laughs> but then he was also he was smart and self-aware. So, and, and I used it as a blueprint. He actually said years later that he's like, why are people using my books as a blueprint to pick up girls? But it worked. Yeah. So, uh, that, and then, um, there was a very popular manga anime. It's actually on my wall, uh, Berserk. But these three things, Nietzsche and uh, Tucker Max and this, this random anime, like they were somehow changing my perspective on the world. And I just woke up one day, I was crying on my bed. And I was like, why are you being such a little bitch, Hector? And I just fucking woke up and I said, let's go and let's get pussy. And so I started, you know, going to events in high school. And then my last semester, I got a girlfriend. And then that summer, I got another girlfriend. And then a year later, I broke up with her because I saw how many girls at college um, were just fucking fiending for my dick. And so I broke up with her and I just went nuts and turned into this huge player. Um, you know, I didn't really know what the pickup community was. I, I remember my dad bought me the game. I got back in touch with my dad in my teenage years. And he bought me the game, actually, but I threw it in the garbage because I thought it was, like, misogynistic, sexist bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, ironic that I would end up working in that field eventually. That's so funny. Uh, You're the only person I've ever heard say anything even, like, close to that who – because for most people, they're like, yeah, I read the game and I got into it. Yours is a totally different uh, <laughs> outcome, but yeah. just, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know how – yeah, yeah. Just, like I said, my life is like a fucking movie. I just, I just laugh at it. Uh, and so, so I, the only other exposure I had to pick up, official pick up, is there was a show called Keys of VIP. Yeah, I remember that one. It was kind of based, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, I, I think I did see the pickup artist too with Mystery, but, um, I was just kind of watching it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It wasn't a thing I knew it was like actual, like, uh, I thought it was just a fun show. I didn't know there was a fucking community. And <laughs> so... I got this smoking hot girlfriend from the popular sorority. I was pretty much like becoming the king of of my school. I actually wrote a whole fucking book about it uh, called King of College. Where'd you go, by the way? Uh, I went to a school in the Midwest, and uh, and next, it's really close to Mizzou. Okay. Um, it was a very small school, like seven thousand kids. Um, which was nice though. So it gave me a nice incubator and a nice kind of like experimental, like, because when things are small, you see the effects much more quickly. Mm-hmm. You can still do the scientific process and understand how like gossip and reputation and shit works within these small environments. And then you extrapolate them to like city environments and you learn how being popular works and whatever. And so I was climbing to social ranks because I went from literally loser, like didn't know anything, but like how to grind on World of Warcraft to play <laughs> Starcraft to like, very, very rigidly testing social like experiments on like how people react to different facial expressions and body languages, whatever. And so I got good at with girls, and um, I got this girlfriend, but she was a bit more experienced than me. I dated a party girl, which is a mistake. Obviously, you have to do that to learn your mistake. Um, but it was awesome. She was gorgeous. She was popular. Sex was great. Everyone was jealous of me. Um, but then eventually things didn't work out because she's crazy. Um, <laughs> and so we broke up. I went to uh, Sweden. My dad was like, Hector, you need to see the world. And Your dad sounds pretty cool. <laughs> he is a cool guy. Yeah. I, I wish he would have been there my whole life, you know, but yeah. I'm glad I have him back now. But no, he's, he's actually natural. So mm-hmm. he's in my blood. Sure. He's been with hundreds of women and uh, they usually go to him though. 
um, because he's got that exotic, because he's full Chileno, like he's very, very exotic looking. Um, I, we look pretty much the same. He's just a little darker, and he has the Indian nose. We're we're from the Native American tribe of Chile, actually. That's where most of our blood comes from. So we're Latino, but actually Native. And uh, so maybe some of his crazy adventures. He's been all over the world. He's slept with Native women from all over. So even though he wasn't an influence for a long time, maybe in my DNA was the potential. Um, and all I had to do was tap it. Yeah. And so I I did tap into it, but then I broke up with her, and she's like, go travel. He's like, I have a friend who has an apartment in Sweden. Go hang out there. I'm like, sure. So for three weeks, I went to Sweden, and I was like, I was used to meeting girls at frat parties because I was in fraternity, you know. And uh, I didn't know how to actually meet a girl like normally. And so um, I had the idea. It was random. Um, well, I met a girl actually in the airport on the way there. It was my first day game, like, not day game, but like first like real official kind of day game approach and ended up working out. I made out with her in the airport. And I had, again, I had no idea what day game was. I was just like, oh, there's a girl. Let's talk to her. <laughs> and so I went to the streets of uh, Malmö, Sweden, and I was like, how am I going to meet girls? And I was like, oh, I have a brilliant idea. I'm going to go walk up to random women and ask them to have dinner with me. Okay. And, uh, I ran up to them. I said, hey, do you know a nice place to eat? And they're like, yeah, sure. That way. I was like, want to come with me? <laughs> they're like, uh, no, but fishing offer. And I was like, okay, I think I'm missing some steps. Like maybe I should have a little conversation before I. And this is, this is before you had studied anything related. Uh-huh. Me just like, like just problem solving, you know, cause that's how I learned college. So I was like, you never had, um, do you have a, a approach anxiety or anything like that? Or basically from all your, all your stuff in the frat, that kind of, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I never had, well, I had approach anxiety. Definitely. Um, I had crippling approach anxiety from like my teenage years, but when I had that moment when I was crying on the bed, yeah, like I just decided that any excuse, any crying, any whining is just, just fucking cucky, fucking weak ass <laughs> shit. And I was just like, I would be scared. I would run up to any girl anywhere, um, just because I knew that the life that I wanted was worth the pain. Sure. Um, well, it sounds so- like you hit that. You hit rock bottom because. Yeah. What'll happen when guys hit rock bottom is that's when they'll finally be like, "All right, it's fucking, it's time to sack up and do this." And but you know, a lot of guys don't hit rock bottom, so they still have to go through the anxiety. Which was, I never hit rock bottom, which is good and bad, I guess. But anyways, go on. <laughs> Your story is fascinating, by the way. So you're in Sweden, yeah. Um, yeah, no, having that pain and that adversity ends up being good for you in the long run. But um, yeah, that's why I was. I was in Sweden and I was doing that thing and I was like, okay, you know, obviously I'm missing a step here, you know, problem solving. So I was like, okay, let me go back home. And, um, you know, I was on the computer because I didn't know anyone, you know? So I was just like, da, 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 da. I was like, how do you talk to girls during the day? I Googled something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the first YouTube videos I came across was gambler, Richard LaRuna, the guy who does that super seducer game, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. If you, if you haven't played it, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, this guy's, this is interesting stuff. You know, like I was vaguely aware of the pickup community, but not that it was like a thing. I just, you know, very, very tangentially with those few examples that I explained. And so I was like, okay, so this is like a thing thing, like actually a real community. And then one of the second or third resources I found was Girl Chase, the company that I now work for, which is really funny. Um, and so I started reading articles and um, I just, 
something just fucking clicked and I just became like a fucking vampire for for seduction information and I was just sitting there reading and as soon as I read I'm like I gotta go I gotta go like I literally was excited to go test it out yeah. you know cause a lot of guys they're sitting there watching the videos and I'm like are you approaching you know talk to clients and like, what the fuck do you want you know yeah. I'd be excited to go and do it. And I had the similar experience when I when I started cause um you know I started reading this is back in 2007, and I started reading shit from Pickup 101, which was super gamey way back in the day, because that's kind of all there was. But I was the same as you. I'm like, let's try it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So I get it. <laughs> you, had the, you had the, well, that's the difference because we're not doing anything magical. Mm-hmm. We put in, well, you said you've been doing this since fucking 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, there's nothing special about us. All we did was just like, almost retardedly threw ourselves into like too many situations and, and, and grinded out the most weird encounters, but also the best encounters because we just did the work. Like it's like, I just, like I said, I just bought a guitar, right? But every great guitarist just started out like, Oh, let me fucking fuck around with this. Totally. Yeah. And, and so you read a book or you watch a video and I was reading like girl chase articles and I was like, Fuck it, you know, I got nothing else to do. Try it. So I was just running around the streets of Sweden and fucking talking to girls, and it's working because I had some because of my college. It wasn't like I was a total nude. Right. I taught myself how to socialize, but I didn't know, like, I didn't have it as a process. I had some weird, because uh, naturals aren't anything mythological either, because I was a natural. I was just like, uh, I, I thought of things in terms of kind of video game, like, Mm-hmm. paradigms like i thought about it as okay like i'm in this environment with these people this is kind of the act i need to kind of put on you know and, and kind of act this way and then adapt to everything you know and that's a really good way to kind of think about it too because it removes the ego from the equation because you're, you're basically you're just a player in a game and you're seeing what outcomes happen when you try different things which is great yes precisely that's i i like to, to third person it as much as possible and take your your personality out of it or, or take your yeah your ego or your sense of self or whatever mm-hmm. uh, way you want to look at it and, and just you are an RPG character and it's so much more fun when you treat it like that because nothing's personal. Yeah. Nothing's you can die and just respawn yourself. <laughs> and we can get into a philosophy discussion. I think that's totally fucking uh, an accurate like, uh, statement. But yeah, you just respawn as something else uh, based on the Karma you've built up in the last life, but obviously this is a, <laughs> this is a discussion. Not a, we'll get into Buddhism later. Sure. But, um, yeah, so I was just running around talking to girls, and, and you know, man, there was, I mean, like I said, I wasn't a total new, but I, I remember talking to fucking dimes, tens, and they loved me. I just didn't have the process to, to finish it, and that's and that taught me that. Girls, girls, have, and like, you could have a world-class supermodel attracted to you right now if she were to walk past you just because of you know, it could be biology, it could be chemistry, it could be fate, you know, I don't know why you guys connect on some level. But the different game is really just mostly taking attraction and turning it into, into action. Because attraction doesn't mean action, right? You can get, if we fucked every girl who liked us, we'd have like 3,000 lays. But um, I learned that girls could be super attracted to you, you just have to learn the process. And I was like, okay, this is, this is something I'm dedicating my life to. Because I was always obsessed with women, it was the only thing I really ever, everything else just seemed kind of like a hobby to me. You know, women were always the focus of my life. And so I came back home, and um, the reason I broke up with the girlfriend is I got kind of needy and jealous. But I think she, like, women can smell shit. Like, I don't know if they have some, like, gravitational, like, fucking 
a system in their fucking pussy that can just smell when men are getting better and they just come back into you like <laughs> into your life. But somehow she knew I was turning into like I was starting the alchemical process of becoming a fucking pimp. And they have that spidey sense here. Yeah, spidey sense. Mm-hmm. Spidey sense. That's what I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember she texted me one night when I was out, and then she. She had that shit. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. And I was like, no, it's okay. And we got all dramatic, and she started telling me how she misses me, and she misses sucking my dick, and all this shit. And I'm like, all right, fine. And so we met up, and we ended up getting back together when I got back home. But then about four months into the relationship, she was the one who broke up with me the first time. Then I was the one who broke up with her, because I was like, <laughs> I need to go and fuck every girl. I would be at the bar, and I'm just like, I have a girlfriend, and everyone knows her, but there's so many hot girls here. I wonder if I could direct approach that girl right now. How, how would it happen? And eventually... I started to pull away, and then she chased, and then I was like, no, I'm sorry. You're just, yeah, I can't handle this. I broke up with her, and then I just turned into fucking Hector. Uh, I remember getting fucking accosted on a Facebook post. One girl was mad that I was flirting with her friends, and she called me uh, Hector the Molester, which I actually think is kind of funny. Hector. <laughs> 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 my friends. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fuck all your friends with that bitch. I found out that fucking time. And uh, she was... She was actually like lesbianly in love with one girl that I had sucked on her titties, and so I guess she was just jealous. Uh, but yeah, I just turned into a beast. Um, got a great reputation, but also at the same time a fucking horrible reputation. Um, you know, playboy reputation. I definitely uh, now I know based on my actions how I made it worse. Um, I way overshot it, but it was an amazing experiment. I learned everything you could ever learn about reputation and status and hierarchies. And dating game, and then I went to California after that. Um, and when I found out about Girl Chase, when I broke up with, uh, oh yeah, how I got the job, um, I broke up with her, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go nuts. And then I went on another European expedition, but this time with my dad. And uh, for me, I slept with like three girls, four girls in like two or three weeks, which at the time was a big deal for me. And um, I posted the stories, and also I was a literature major, so I know how to write. And so I would write these stories on the Girl Chase forums, and everyone's like, holy shit, what is this stuff? Because I'm not like traditional pickup. I was yeah. the kind of guy, my style is very unique. I don't know anyone personally who does it like I do. I I would go up to her and be like, hey, you're really beautiful. Da, da, da. I'll be like, hey, I want to go fuck your mouth. Like, I want to fuck you. I take you know, fuck you. Like, I'm super, super fucking direct. Yeah. And so guys are reading stories about how direct I'm being, and they're like, what the fuck? And then Chase, I think it's my second post, he jumps in and he responds. And he's like, hey, man, this is like some interesting stuff. This is a hybridization of like obviously what I'm teaching because you're using the terminologies, but you're obviously incorporating some sort of uh, way of acting, you know, because mm-hmm. he's not teaching you go up and tell the girl you want to, you know, make a mess <laughs> in her mouth. Like, <laughs> he's a little bit more, uh, he's a little more some of the bad, but I'm definitely the opposite. Sure. Like, this is this is interesting. You can make this work. And eventually I did, you know. And uh, we actually just had a talk the other day. I was like, dude, I did it. I mastered this like weird style. He's like, I know, it's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I started posting and posting, and then I became like a little celebrity on the forum. And then the next summer, I was like, "Hey Chase, can I write a article on College Game? You know, because we don't seem to have that many articles about it." It's like, "Oh fuck it, of course." And so I wrote like fucking sixty pages, <laughs> and uh, I sent them in. The articles blew blew up. He's like, "It's getting great receptions, lots of clicks. People are staying on. They like it." He's like, "You want to write full time?" I was like, "Fuck yes, I do." And then. That turned into me becoming a full-time author, and then um, I started doing coaching, and then now I run the YouTube page. So, uh, yeah, that's basically my story in a nutshell. I don't know how long it was, but yeah. No, it's it's super interesting. I, I can see 
I mean, I have a, I have a lot to say about it, but um, <laughs> the first thing maybe maybe I'd like to address, um, you know, what you mentioned about being super direct, because I I like to do crazy shit like that too, and I had a natural um buddy who used to be a business partner of mine, and he would say the most ridiculous over the top openers he would he'd basically like he'd he had this one crazy opener where he'd go up to a girl and he he'd say it was it was basically some he was telling him that he was like gonna grab him by the hair and choke him out and watch the blood drip down their face and like just crazy shit i can't i don't remember exactly what it was and my buddy who was there he's like oh that would never work the girl would like you know do this or do that i'm like oh watch him so he goes and he do, does it and ended up banging the girl that night um <laughs> And it, it, you know, it really is like, I remember one time, you know, cause I was always way too big of a pussy to, to try something like that. Cause I kind of went through the normal stages of this. I was, you know, a nice guy and scared of girls. And so I started with running up to girls, telling them they were cute, running away. And then I got to the point eventually where I was like, you know, I'm just going to tell this girl she's fucking sexy or she's fucking hot or something instead of like oh it's had to meet you or would have kicked myself i was i just walked up i'm like hey you're fucking hot and her she totally lit up and i was like wow you can do that you could probably say whatever the fuck you want and then i started getting into social circle and hanging out with promoters going to nightclubs and you name it ended up on a bunch of crazy playboy trips so um you know that shit works the you know going super direct and super sexual if you can embody it and you can own it that stuff works great, and, and it blows people's minds because guys are like, "Oh, well, you couldn't say that. Like, you can say whatever the fuck you want as long as you own it." Yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I see some of these infields, and, and I, I've always found infields. I don't know, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of ambivalent about them. But I watch the infields and be like, "Hey, excuse me," blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Bro, like, you just go through it and be like, yo, you look because I kind of have that like Latino right. black guy camera. Like, yo, you look fucking good. Like, you know, that's how I, that's how I talk to girls." Uh, like, bro, watch past and be like, God damn! And she'll just be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, sorry, you look great. And she's like, 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 deer in the headlights. I'm like, it's okay, I'm right And then you calm them down. Right. You want to have that, that, like, fucking sparkle moment. They're like, Ooh, Totally. Damn. Yeah, and, and it's cool because if, eventually, if you can get to that sort of mindset where that feels natural to you, that's when you you kind of know you've gotten to a place of abundance for sure. Cause there's no guy in, on the planet doing that. Who's not just slaying, you know? Yeah. 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 No. She knows you're getting pussy if you're that fucking hot. Mm-hmm. So since you've been coaching or whatever, um, are, are you coaching your, are you mainly running YouTube? What, tell me more about that. So I do, I do coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do Skype coaching like this. Okay. And um, I've been doing that for two years now, uh-huh. but I've got over like a thousand hours of coaching now, just stupid amounts of it. Um, so yeah, and then I do the YouTube page. So which which did you want me to? Well, we'll talk about the coaching first. So when you're dealing with someone who's got you know approach anxiety or whatever, um, how would you walk them through the process to kind of get them to where you're at? Well, I actually a new client just signed up and we're going to talk after this call and his problem is approaching anxiety. And I'm always super honest with my guys um, about, uh, about approaching anxiety. I just, uh, I just, you know, I'll be nice at first. Um, but I, I tell people like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in the old school, like, you know, 17th century Japanese sword instructor kind of mentality of like, I'm going to, if you don't make your form perfect, I'm going to smack you in the face with a bamboo stick. <laughs> like, 
Like, you need to quit being a little bitch. That's my mentality. I like that harsh discipline. So at first, I'll be like, okay, look, man, uh, you know, you're not going to get anything if you don't approach, you know, here's some mentalities. Like, just imagine you fucking her. That should, like, get you out of the out of the fear and focusing on the sex. Or so one thing I'd like to do is tell guys, um, imagine you're just a, an object in space. Like, a, like, objectify yourself on a completely, like, atomic level and just say, you're a bag of meat. Make this bag of meat move towards this general direction. And then I'm like, just focus, like, lie to your mind that you're not this person. And you're just, like, legs with, like, a dick. <laughs> close, walk close to her enough that now there's social pressure that you have to talk to her. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, I was so busy, like, like tricking my mind into putting myself over here. There's a girl in front of me. Okay, you got to talk to her. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's, there's like little tricks that I'll try to teach guys. I love that analogy because I've said that before. I said just start fucking walking towards her. You'll figure it out once you get there. But the meat right. bag, that's a whole other yeah. level. So I might steal that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, yeah please. Like, I, 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 the biggest thing that guys – the two biggest problems with coaching is one, they're not approaching, or two, they don't listen to my advice. You know, I'll tell mm-hmm. them to do that and they do something else. and they grow. Just fucking listen. Um and uh, if that doesn't work, I just start calling them a little bitch, and I and I get really harsh. Um, but you know, I don't I don't take pussies as clients. You know, yeah. um, I've had some clients not work out because they're they're fucking little wimps, and they eventually you know cry out of the program, and, or they just disappear. That's the worst. Like they'll pay this much money, and they have this many calls, and then after five calls, like I haven't heard from them in a year. I'm like, the fuck. And then some of them eventually I hear back, and they're like. Yeah, I was just really embarrassed that I, you know, I, I wasn't putting in the work and I didn't want to have to see you look at me and be disappointed. <laughs> you know, like I said, I had that like harsh instructor uh, mentality and I do it to myself. You know, I'm hard on myself too. So approach anxiety, um, I'm just super honest. I'm like, there's no magic pill. Like I can't like, uh, what do you want me to do? Grab your dick and like shove you to, to her? Like, uh, unless I'm with you, if I'm with you, then I can get rid of it a hundred percent. Yeah. You know? I'll just like berate you in your ear. Like you're a little bitch, but like. <laughs> The best thing I can do over Skype is I just say, look, man, I usually get disappointed at some point. If he hasn't approached in two, three weeks, I'm like, dude, don't even call me. Yeah. I don't care about the money. I don't give a <laughs> shit about the money. I'm not going to waste your money and sit here and like give you a philosophical talk just so I can make you think, think you're learning. Like I want you to learn, learn. And the best way to learn, learn is to approach. So if you're not approaching and you're not listening to my advice, go fuck yourself. I don't want anything to do with like this, this right now. Come back to me when you're ready to work. So that's my that's my uh, uh, approach to approach anxiety, and it seems to work. No, that's I a, a, yeah. I like it. I like it, and the the bad cop, the bad cop certainly works because that's what guys need, you know. And and it's very motivating when you have someone telling you. Like I just came back from a, a Muay Thai lesson, and uh, same thing. If I drop my hands, you fucking hit me in the face, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it kicked kicked me in the fucking. In the quad too, and didn't feel very good, but uh, you know that's how you learn. So, how'd you end up in Romania and uh, in Eastern Europe? Romania was I was in Cali and I was working at a club, um, and I was getting you know that's where a lot of my education fucking quantum leaped in the nightlife industry. The people in the nightlife industry are amazing with women. They're so oh, the best. Yeah. You cannot find naturals better than them. And I learned all my shit from like a lot of my high tech shit for high tech. Yeah. (laughs) Like my my cool stuff from them. Um and I was like a fish out of water uh from college. I was my big man on in my small college and then I come to like San Diego, California, and there's like big fucking infant people from Vegas who like celebrities (laughs) and I'm like I was I wasn't like retarded, I could I could I could hang with them and I hung out with them privately, but there was still that gap. 
And so I leveled up, though, finally. But then I, I was getting kind of lost. You know, you're doing too much stuff and drinking too much. You know, those environments aren't exactly the healthiest. Um, when were you in San Diego? Because I was living there, too, for a while. Oh, shit. I was there from, I graduated in 2015 May. So from, no, from April 2015 to June 2016. So only a year. Okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I was I was hanging out and splitting my time between New York and San Diego uh, around that time. So I was going... Yeah, there's the, that old club. I forget what they renamed it. It used to be Stingery. Huh? Keg? I don't I, No, that wasn't... Maybe they renamed it, but... Um, yeah, it was, it was... Oh, no, it used to be Boyer. Boyer, yeah. Boyer. Right. So it, it reopened as Keg on Fifth Avenue. Right, okay. Uh, right next to... Um, is Flux nearby? Yeah, it was right by Flux. Of course. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Very cool. You, you probably knew some of the people uh, there. I'm sure um, I'm sure there's a... Donnie, some of the VIP guys. Because you said you ran in the VIP host crowds, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember the one guy. I wasn't in San Diego a whole lot. Um, okay. And I had one buddy who I'd always go out with. I'm looking through my phone. What the fuck? He, he knew everyone in the in the nightlife industry there. Um, but I was mostly, I was, before that I was in LA, splitting my time between New York, LA. And, um, I had a couple of buddies up there that were promoters and they owned model houses. So we'd go out with the model houses and join their table all the time. So that's really how I got good as well by, you know, understanding nightlife. But tell me about that, that process. Uh, that was nuts. When I first came, there was this kid, uh, I'll be light on detail. Well, I don't know if they, know they yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> There's some reputations I need to be careful with. Uh, basically, I met this guy, and we hung out, and he was high up in these social circles. Um, and I was spending time around him, and this guy would literally pull like the hottest girl in the club kind of quality, like all the time. And he fucked girls that we worked with. I had I, I was close with one or two of them. I, I kind of fucked it up at the end. But I was watching how they played this game. The only thing I didn't like about this crowd was the whole "I'm too cool for school" kind of attitude. Sure. And and and, and I didn't appreciate that because you know you should be cool and you should be high value, um, but you should still be a good person. Yeah. And, um, and, and genuine, and sincere, and not be a status for. Um, so that's what I didn't like. But there was still an, an education to 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 observe and to emulate. And to um, to watch in this crowd, and I spent time with him, and went out with him, and got a personal look into how he seduces. And this kid was just fucking nuts, like just absolute magic. Like he had some advantage. He was really good looking, and he was a bit taller. Um, he was half Italian, half Puerto Rican, so you know he had he also had the Latino thing. But I also because of, also because of being in this in this industry, I learned that having the status and having good looks and having cool clothes and, and being really ripped. And, and even being socially gifted is still not enough to fuck her because you have the competition who's also on that level. Yeah. So I was competing with the fucking highest tier. You know, like I, we had celebrities come in and I watch how they interact with girls. And I'm like, you're not magical. Like there's, like there's nothing. A lot of celebrities have bad game, you know, game. terrible game. They don't know what to do if a girl loses interest or if they, you know, they like a girl and they're not getting that that love back. They like totally self destruct because they've never had to deal with, you know, chicks not throwing themselves at it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw also the pickup guys. They were, you know, they're great. They have like 500 lays because they do nothing but fucking party. But when I went out with this friend and I did day game, he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Talking to a girl in the middle of the day. And this is a guy who fucking smashes dimes every week. And he was just, just like, he's like, do it again. I want to see it. It's so cool. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It always blows the, the nightlife industry guys away because they never do digging. They don't even think about it. They, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, 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 their, that's their ceiling. Yeah. I mean, they're still going to be in the top 1% of the 1%. But if you could be like them and then lose the ego, fuck, man. There, there is like, you have, there is no limitations to how good you could be. And so I learned what I needed to learn from them. And I spent time with them, but I didn't quite like the toxicity of the environment. Um, and so I got the experience I needed and, uh, I really treasured that time, but it was very emotionally exhausting and also again, not very healthy because of the habits that you pick up while you're partying. Yep. Parties after parties, day parties, it just never ends. Yeah. Yep. And, um, so I got invited by Chase to go do his one date product, which is like our flagship product. And he's like, I want you to. Uh, interviewing so i sit there and interview him and he gives his you know it's basically full process and he said we're going to do it in romania because i heard there's pretty girls there uh do you want to come yeah and i decided in that moment also that i want to um stay in europe so i sold my 1999 subaru legacy outback it was a beautiful car uh <laughs> but um it got me I literally drove it across the country but i had to sell it um, I sold all my belongings except for a suitcase and a backpack, and I went to here to Bucharest three years ago. Um, I met some of the most beautiful women in the world, and I walked around, and there's a nine or a ten on every fucking block, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is this sanctuary of fucking angels? And um, I got kind of like a girlfriend here, and I was like, all right, this place is amazing. But I wanted to travel, so I went to Netherlands. I stayed on a friend's bed for a month because I was essentially homeless. I went to Barcelona, lived there for six months. Went back to America, <clears throat> and then I decided, fuck it. Romania is amazing. It's cheap. And so came here, and I've been living here now for two years. Almost uh, almost identical to my story. Very similar. Came out here. Um, you know, I, I took a, a bunch of clients out here for a Euro trip in 2015. Came to Ukraine for the first time. Went to Bucharest that summer as well. Um, okay. Yeah. I uh, loved it. It was great. It was a little bit too Soviet run down for me compared yeah. to Ukraine. Um, yeah. I've heard Bucharest has really come along in the last three or four years. And uh, Where, what, what, oh yeah, when was it? Was it 2015. I was there, and yeah, 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 it's gotten better. Yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. There was I remember the 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 Romanian version of the uh, Champs Elysees in Bucharest, which just looks like a. Uh, like a bunch of dead trees. They tried to, I don't know if you, uh, if you've ever been there, but that humongous, like totally concrete, just ugly looking, um, palace. Yeah, exactly. In the world. Right. And they tried to build this beautiful Champs-Élysées sort of street, like going into it, except it's just totally deserted with, uh, yeah. So it's a big circular concrete block with nothing there. And then like roads, you're like, uh, yep. <laughs> it's weird. It's trippy. Um, totally. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I have some other friends. Um, the Fearless Man, they run a lot of stuff in, in Bucharest. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm friends with the, the Zamperion group. Our yeah. Squad. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Zan's there, right. Brian Bajan, and he's a good buddy of mine. He is actually my former business partner a long time ago when I started Interconfidence. But yeah, Eastern Europe's amazing because the women are so direct and fucking brutally honest, and they respond... They're like a perfect mirror to your confidence. So if if you don't bring you know confident confidence, they just say eh, thank you, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate it so much, but they're so once they drop that that cold, strong exterior, they are just the most loving fucking women you could ever ever fucking meet. Same with Ukraine, like the women yeah. You know they're fucking, they're 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 phenomenal, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. The uh, the biggest thing I notice in terms of that is the hair. Like, (laughs) you look, yeah. (laughs) I go back to the U.S. I'm like, what is everyone doing with their hair around here? Like, why is it so great in Eastern Europe, but everywhere else it's so bad? So I don't know, but um. Yeah. That that little like shine, yeah. Mm Hmm. Yep. Yep, I, yes, exactly. And in America, they're just put in a ponytail, put on yoga pants and a fucking t-shirt. I'm like, I'll still fuck you because I'm a man, but <laughs> right. you're not, you're not that status. You're not that quality. So you're living there full time now. You just move. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's cheap. I, can, I live in a nice little high rise for fucking 400 years a month. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this is great. You know? I can go eat out every day, you know, and buy nice clothes and take an Uber literally everywhere. This kind of lifestyle would cost me like, like fucking four or five grand a month in, in America. Oh, easily. Yeah. Here, here you, you can do it, as you know, for super cheap. And then it has high internet speed. So it's great for, you know, my online work. And then also I like to play fucking video games, you know, so I need a nice internet connection. And then the women are smoking fucking hot. So I'm like, Fuck, this is, this is heaven for me right now. Yeah. So I'm, here indefinitely for you know i might um i'm dating uh, uh, a couple of ukrainian girls and so i i do want to kind of go back and forth between Bucharest and, and ukraine and i'm starting to i want to learn russian um but uh yeah i fucking i love you singing up dude i just there's something about it yeah there really is i've been i'm like six months into studying russian but i'm still pretty bad it's a it's a tough language but yeah. it's fun you know um, but definitely let me know next time you're in, uh, Kiev cause we, we got to hang out and, yeah. um, the girl, you know, that we met. Yeah. I live there here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you met her in Ukraine or you met her in Romania? I met her in Ukraine. I met her in Ukraine. We met on, we met on Tinder. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah she's a friend of my friend. Um, so I wanted to ask you about the YouTube stuff quickly, just from, um, you know, a lot of guys listen to this podcast and they're into oh, not just personal growth, but they're into business, growing their business, building a brand. Um, and YouTube is one of the best ways to do that these days. Um, it's something that I've wanted to get into as well. So my own kind of personal curiosity around it. So so tell us more about that process and what you're doing for that. So YouTube, um, well, I it's one of those things like, when you know you know something, but you don't have the the money to show for it yet, but you know that you know it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm there right now because I've um, I see people I see what people are doing on YouTube, and I judge everything by social skills. 
And, and if you have the social skills and the persuasion, you can make anything work. And I see what everyone's doing on YouTube, and I think everyone's doing it wrong. I think absolutely everyone has it completely ass backwards. Um, I think everyone's trying to do the, hey, welcome YouTube, ah, kind of like. Uh, that turns me off. I fucking hate YouTube videos. I don't watch because there's so much hypey shit. It's fucking lame. <laughs> I love what you're saying. Yeah. It's, like in a, it's like in a social environment. The guy's trying too hard to get his attention. Yeah. It'll work for like 20 minutes, but then once the spotlight leaves him, he, he's a one-trick pony. It's all he has, right? Mm-hmm. And so I see these big YouTubers, um, uh, and they all got it wrong, except for PewDiePie. He has it perfect. He's just fucking him, and he's authentic, and he keeps it real. But all of these... Who'd you say? PewDiePie? PewDiePie? Oh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Okay. He's so authentic. He's so cool. I mean, he's goofy, but that's what he does, you know? And and there's long-term success in there. And everyone else is playing the 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 floss game. They're playing the showmanship game of make it as pretty as possible and as glamorous as possible. But what's coming out of your mouth is absolute fucking bullshit. And um, I even see it with some of the, the pickup guys. You know, I would never, like, specifically call anyone out, but I'm just like... I kind of feel like you're just selling, you're not teaching. And so the perspective that I have, is, and again, we only have 3.5 thousand subscribers, so obviously we don't have, I can't say, oh, I know the secret. Yeah. I think I do. And it's, it's sit there and just explain, you know, you don't have to be giving, you don't have to get their attention every second. Because that mentality, I know, doesn't work in social environments. Because if you're always trying to keep someone engaged, they're going to know you're trying too hard. Whereas if you have the guy who's just like, We'll take a pause every five seconds just to kind of like think about what he's saying. But that engages people, you know? Yeah. And so when it comes to the content that I basically to summarize it, make it a little more concise. Um, the content that I put is I try to be a professor because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a literature or philosophy professor because that's what I studied in college. And so I learned under my favorite professor how to teach. And I was like, why don't I just take the two girls and teaching it? Because being good with girls, being able to teach it are two completely different skills. Yep. And so I, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to be Professor Poppy, basically. You know, I'm going to explain, I use philosophy, I fucking, I've even used mathematics to explain stuff before. You know, I pull in everything that I can, and I try to be as genuine as possible. If there's like a, if there's a, if there's a flaw in my video, I'll keep it in, like, like a, like a, like a, um, a blooper, like, but in the moment. If there's an awkward moment, I'll let it sit because I just want it to be real and raw. Obviously, you know, we have some jump cuts and some edits, whatever. But um, the number one thing um, is is that authenticity, but also that you're not speaking shit. So you have to know what you're talking about, and then you have to be authentic. And then the video quality and the audio quality, that that's obviously helpful. But there's tons of big YouTubers who are literally just on their phone, and they have no other, like, equipment besides that. Like, there's a big – I do, like, there's the only real – pickup youtuber that i do like his name is alpha male strategies you should check him out hmm. um he's he's just so authentic and he literally is just on his phone he wears the same fucking t-shirt every day and you know he's just like what's up guys he does this little <laughs> in the beginning of the video and then he just speaks his shit and i like he is like i i respect him i respect his content the other guys of course they all have their 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 things but I like that authenticity. He's just on his phone and he's just talking and he speaks from experience. He uses concrete details. Um, and so besides that, I do have a very cool um, director, editor who shoots my videos. He's, he's again, very new to the field, but he, you know, when you meet someone, you know, they're going to be great. He's one of those guys. He just has that love of the art and the love of the, of the technicalities 
Um, sometimes he annoys me. He's like, move one inch to the left. I'm like, fuck off. Baby. Let me just <laughs> but yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It turns out to be beautiful because he has this artistic eye. Um, he's in, and now we're evolving more into a vlog style uh, where where we'll walk around during the day and then I'll teach my lesson after like a five minutes of kind of like entertaining video. Um, but uh, everything else is is pretty simple, just consistency. Same mm-hmm. thing with approaching girls. Like, if you want to get subscribers, just fucking like be consistent, out put out content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have two hundred and fifty four videos now. Uh, we're starting to blow up though. I can I can smell it. I can fucking I got the spidey sense. And uh, we, I got one video right now. It's at twenty three thousand views. So it's it's uh it, if it goes viral, we're done. You win. I, uh, my 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 analysis of what I've seen is that once you hit ten thousand subscribers, you win. Because mm-hmm. um, once you hit that point, uh, um, you're 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 just you're just golden. I don't. That, it just seems instinctually true to me, and I'm going to test it out. But every every so far, every theory I've had has worked out. Um, so. And what's your channel? So the channel is Girls Chase. Girls Chase, got it. Okay. Yeah. So I run it for him. Um, I think when he gave it to me, because I was just like, hey, I want to do videos. He's like, yeah, we actually have a channel. It has a few hundred subscribers. You know, if you want to take it over and do whatever you want with it, go ahead. Um, so I don't know. It might have been at 500, 600. I'm not sure exactly. Um, uh, so I had a little bit of a head start. Uh, it wasn't like I completely made it from scratch. Um, but, you know, we brought it up to 3,500. And then I have a friend. Um, who has another and has a channel, um, and he gave me the like secret sauce to. And it's actually really simple. Or I'll even share it with you. Just get on recommended videos. Like mm-hmm. so, you know, I hope I hope if you start the channel, I want you to be as successful as possible. Just get under recommended videos. So all we did was I looked up the um, the uh, titles for like look for videos that have a hundred thousand subscribers or a hundred thousand views, and then you just like. You copy the idea of the of the video, and obviously it's not a unique you know title. How to be confident? You know, everyone's fucking thought about that before. But you just put your own twist on it. Hmm, interesting. Know, and obviously, and then and what I did is I saw those and I was like, oh, that advice is garbage. <laughs> like, let me let me show you some really because they're usually just like giving you like take care of your skin, uh, work out. I'm like, yeah, that's the basics. It's like yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like that. men's health crap or you know, yeah. You need to be as attractive as possible. But that should be the first two minutes of your video. The rest of the video should be you explaining exactly how this works in detail. But yeah. They don't have that. And so I was like, okay, copy the title. Instead of six tips to be confident, it's five tips to be confident. You know? And then you just do the tags. You know, get, get to buddy. It's a nice little program. You spend like fucking $17 a month and it gives you the ability to see tags and copy them and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the, the secret is that um, you all you need to do is do that enough. You know, you do that 50 to 100 times. You just need one video to pop up on suggested videos next to that big video that you copied or you copied the title from. Mm-hmm. And there you go. There's 10,000 subscribers because that, that video has a million views. How many people are going to click on your suggested video? Or if it's on autoplay, they're going to just jump to your video. And that's all you need. And and now I can see our traffic is now coming a lot from suggested and rec- recommended videos. But that's, ah, very cool. That's the big secret. And that's my friend who has 100,000 subscribers. And I was like, that's really fucking simple. And, um, you know, it's, but, you know, that's like, uh, you know, if you take steroids, you still have to hit the ball, right? It, it makes sense. So, <laughs> right. You know, I, that's the sauce, but you still have to fucking go to practice. You still have to learn how to hit the ball. So um, that would be awesome, though, man. Please definitely start a channel. Um, that's that's my, my you know, the, the audio quality and the video quality and the fancy artistic stuff. That's awesome. 
But number one thing is be authentic and two, uh, teach. Don't, yeah. Don't entertain. That's why I have um, – I, I love what you're saying because that's really the reason why I've had this podcast because I – it's a lot easier of a platform for me. I can just sit down, have a conversation, be authentic, talk to cool guys like you. Um, and I really like this format. And so that's that was always kind of my hesitancy to YouTube is I hate going in front of a camera and being like, oh, the flashy fucking guy. So, um, yeah, I'm totally resonating with what you're saying. And I, I, I do see and I hope that that YouTube moves in that direction because there's just so much noise out there. And eventually people will get sick of the fucking noise and they'll go towards authentic stuff. They're already sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. No one sees it though. Yeah. No one sees it, but I, but I see it. I see it as clear as day. Um, and when I have the, the quote unquote credentials, you know, same on Instagram. I figured out Instagram. That shit's easy. You know, do I have the credentials to prove that I know what I'm talking about? No, but, but it'll, it'll get there. Um, and it's just a very patient process. Um, uh, do you watch Gary Vee? Gary Vaynerchuk? Are you? Uh, I, I've, Read his Crush It book way back in the day, but I haven't I haven't seen him much recently. Keep up with him. Yeah, with him. he's he, he's killing it too. Just model his style. Yeah, you know? he's always on the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he, he would he would recommend that you do that too. Just just literally mountains of content, mountains and mountains of content, and the you know the tag in your video, right? Having the right title, uh, the title and the thumbnail is super important. Mm-hmm. You know, so so get someone with like a good artistic eye. Um, if you want, just check out our thumbnails and, and kind of model that style. Um, it seems to be going pretty well. Uh, we've got a whole slew of new ones coming up, um, so you can see that. <clears throat> um, let's see what else, what else can I? No, that's great. I, th- that's that's awesome, man. Thanks for all that advice. Um, while we have a few minutes left, I want to I want to unmute the guys who are um, who are listening in. There's like looks like six guys in there, and see if anyone has questions. Um, so, guys, everyone listening, I'm going to unmute you. If you have background noise, I'll remute you. But uh, who's got questions for Poppy? Ooh. <laughs> Maybe get us some ice cream, too. Yeah. Sometimes people are a little shy with the questions, but. Oh, yeah, guys, just jump in. Yeah. Key, are you trying to ask something there? Can't tell. He's calling in from Hong Kong, so maybe the connection's a little bit bad. No. Um. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, there, there, people are mute, but maybe they're having, yeah, whatever. Um. But I'll I'll ask you. Uh, <laughs> we've got like maybe five or ten more minutes before I have to wrap up and uh, none of the call. But so since you've kind of gotten out of nightlife, um, did you have? Because I I got out of it. Well, it was weird. I was in it like hardcore. Um, never working in it, but my friends were working in it. They were promoters. They had model houses, like I like I mentioned. And then I got into this whole kind of. Um, kind of next level of partying. Uh, I met a guy in Ukraine who had the rights to shoot the Playboy calendar and he would organize these trips uh, to the Maldives or to random places in you know, South of France, uh, rented castles in Italy. And um, we'd, you know, fly a bunch of Playboy models, do a shoot and turn it into a party. So we were organizing these trips and I was doing that for most of 2018. 
but I hit a wall at the end just from all the partying and the raging and just like, oh my God, you know, I, gazillion girls, crazy stories, blah, blah, blah. But eventually, and guys are always like, how can you get ever get sick of that? But exactly. And it sounds like you've had that experience, which very few guys have had. So I'm curious, I'm curious what happened with you. Well, um, I, I, I unfortunately didn't get, get to hit the level that you did. Um, if that was offered to me, um, I would definitely take that um, just to just to experience it. I mean, obviously, there's girls walking around the street that are just as hot as every like you know uh, big model. But I'd love to have that. You know, I'm on a yacht with like Playboy models. I didn't quite get there, um, but you know, I I could imagine what it's like. And um, I would say that with my experience, which was again not quite there, but still pretty good, I. I got, well, okay, one, um, I got jaded, not jaded, but I saw the limits of those women. Yeah. Um, they're wonderful. They're beautiful. They, you know, they're deserving of love and respect. But, you know, if you have a friend who's bad with money, are you going to put him as your CFO in your company? No. <laughs> so if you if you have this girl who's obviously a, kind of a bit wild, are you going to make her a girlfriend? Probably not. Probably not the best person to um, trust, uh, you know, to, to bring that close to you. And I think that's a lot of problems with the manosphere and the red pill community is that uh, they're basing their judgment off of a certain type of girl. Not to say that you know, no girl can, every girl can cheat, everyone can, every girl can be crazy. Um, but there's a such thing as propensities and probabilities and, and tendencies and habits. So yeah. um, if if you're basing your your perspective on the trustworthiness of women. Uh, well, that's even assuming you can even have a girl. That's their mistake. That's their fundamental mistake and presupposition is that you could even have a girl in the first place. But I did recognize that um, these girls weren't exactly the healthiest women to have in my life as um, people who you want to um, share a deeper connection with and, and trust with your time because uh, they're always wishy-washy. They usually have you know daddy issues and shit. So... Uh, I, I saw that there was a there was a flaw there because part of my journey of, of, of seduction is to earn this thing called absolute abundance. And it's Chase is talking about it and it's like he's like even big celebrities and big, uh, famous pickup artists don't achieve this. And what it is is you have normal abundance, which is you have abundance mentality, which is I know I can go get girls, you have abundance, which means I have a lot of girls. So, but what absolute abundance is is that you can go out and find girlfriend quality girls. Girls who not only are just as hot as that crazy, sexy party girl, but she's also not that shit insane. <laughs> and, she's, yeah. and she's crazy because she's a girl, but she's not that crazy. And, you know, she's not getting fucked up every weekend. She's not, you know, snorting coke off of some dude's dick every fucking Friday. She's not fucking, she's not uh, broken inside and, and can't accept, like, a, just a really cool, chill uh, relationship. She can actually have a conversation. Um, you know, like I'm dating a doctor now, like, <laughs> like a, a woman, you know, yeah. shit together, you know? And so, um, I realized that this lifestyle, um, while I'll still dip into it every once in a while, you know, I'll go out with my friends. Um, but I just didn't, it just didn't do it for me anymore. The, the pooling, the hot party girl wasn't, it, it became diminishing returns. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I got a new, I got some new pussy, but I could have, I could have spent that time 
working on a YouTube video. I could have spent that time just reading. I could have spent the time fucking playing a video game. At some point, I was like, I don't even want to fuck another girl. Like, I just want to fucking go home and relax and do what I love to do. And so I recognize that these environments, plus the guys, you know, everyone talks about girls being the bad ones. Man, my experience, the pieces of shit are the other guys. They're drunk, they're aggressive, they're fucking jealous, they're snakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd rather be in a room full of women any day. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of really toxic, yeah. <laughs> a lot of toxic yeah. guys, yeah. Toxic, toxic women, toxic guys, yeah. Toxic women, toxic yeah. guys, toxic environments. Like, you see the devil there, man. Yeah. There's the, like, like, you can see some weird shit in people's eyes, and they're all fucked up on drugs. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what got me out of that, that lifestyle. Um, it really slowed down this year. Um, you know, um, I just prefer to hang out with some close friends. If I want to pick up a girl, just go out during the day, no competition. She's sober, I'm sober, uh, and it's chill. And then I just take her on a date, fuck her, and no one knows about it. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why I got out of that that lifestyle. So you know, like like I said, you've had an abundance that um, I haven't seen yet. Uh, I'm sure at some point uh, I will make it into those crowds to that level but um well it sounds like you might not want to so you know yeah, there's not a lot you know you if you've done the nightlife thing and and you know it's it's yeah it's cool you're on a yacht right it's cool to be on a yacht and it's it's fun but after three weeks on the yacht i was like get me fucking off this yacht like like <laughs> and it wasn't three consecutive it was so yeah yeah. And then, like, you know, you're like, oh, it's fucking hot, you know, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go home. Right. Uh, yeah. Heaven, uh, heaven can turn into hell very quickly for any any guys who um, who think that's. But you need to taste it first. Sure. It becomes a it becomes like a, a distraction or a diversion, and it it's for me it was it was awesome because I was growing I was learning and I felt like I w- this was kind of something on my path and after a while I was like nah all right I got what I needed now this is just a diversion and I'm basically just you know so do doing you mostly just you know work on your business and just hang out with close friends yeah very similar to you very similar um just had a bunch of guys come out for like I called the Kiev immersion um okay. so I had four clients come out we partied for a week and went out did a ton of day, day game you know did some stuff at night as well um yeah i'm just trying to grow this grow the company and uh because i was the company was kind of kicking along until 2017 when i got really into partying and got a crazy party girl girlfriend and went to every festival in the fucking world traveled the world with her um you know that turned out pretty poorly uh (laughs) but i you know I, i was on the circuit mykonos tulum ibiza uh, you know, all over the place, going to every festival, Burning Man, you name it. Um, learned a ton. My game got to the, you know, whatever fucking highest God mode level I could get to. And, and now I'm like, all right, it was good. And now I just kind of want to do similar sort of lifestyle that you have. Work on my business, hang out, stay in shape, you know, chill with my dog. So, but dude, it's been awesome having you on. Um, you know, I feel like I could talk to you forever about this. Maybe we'll have to have you back on the show at a later point. Um, but tell tell everyone listening where they can find you, your Instagram, anything else you want to plug. Cool, sure. Okay, so uh, Patrick Castillo, Poppy. My Instagram is at Poppy, P-A-P-I dot Castillo, C-A-S-T-I-L-L, and then it's a zero instead of an O. So Poppy dot Castillo with a zero at the end. Um, the YouTube channel is Girls Chase, pretty simple. 
you know, go subscribe, check out the videos. Um, and then, yeah, those are the two platforms that I go on. Um, if you're interested in coaching or whatever, it's, it's in my YouTube links or you just message me. The best way to stay in touch with me is Instagram. Just DM me on Instagram. I'm on there 24 hours a day. I'm sure you know, you always got to keep in touch with your clients. Yep. Up to date what's going on because you've got a pretty decent Instagram. Um, and that's, that's your, 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 like I said, your social group game is off the fucking chain. I'm, I'm sure I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to take your brain because I've already got some great results, even if I don't have, uh, crazy shit. Well, putting a girl on a leash and having her walk around my house, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> taking a video of that. But I would love to talk to you about that. So yeah, my Instagram and my, and then subscribe to YouTube. And then if you want to check out the main site, uh, it's girlschase.com. That's where I have a lot of articles and where we have a lot of other, uh, thousands of articles on everything having to do with girls. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.